everyone, and welcome to the Frederick County Weekend Sports Show here on 930 WFMD. I'm your host, Steve Nibbs, and we are continuing our interviews with the head football coaches here in Frederick County. And today I'd like to welcome the head football coach at Tuscarora High School, Mr. Curtis Belcher. And coach, always a pleasure to talk to you, uh, and thank you for taking some time to be with us. Absolutely, Coach. I appreciate you all doing this and uh, looking forward to talking to you and getting to our second season. Indeed. Uh, certainly last year or the last 15th, 16th months, uh, Curtis, have been uh, certainly unprecedented uh, in so many ways. Uh, and everybody in the ath in athletics here in Frederick County have gone through quite a an ordeal in getting something together and dealing with it, uh, you had a little something extra because here you come in as a first-year head coach. So take us back and bring us forward here the, during the last 15 months, what your takeaways and thoughts have been. Well, my first takeaway is I was obviously grateful for the opportunity. Both my sons graduated from Tuscarora High School, and I think it's a great academic school. Uh, but my takeaway is, you know, we started coming in. It was a new language and new schemes on both sides of the ball, a different culture. And without having any lead-up time and doing everything virtually, of course, that was hard. But that was similar for a lot of programs, even if they were returning. We didn't get to implement our weight room culture yet. Doing leadership and um, our guest speaker series virtually wasn't quite the same. Um, so that was difficult. But I'm very proud of what we did in our spring season of 2021. A lot of positives. We had some young men able to further their uh, experience to go play in college at the left, this, uh, uh, college level this coming fall. So we're happy with that. And even though we had we have a winter, I mean a summer workout, we didn't have. I haven't had any time in the hallways of the full school yet to recruit a whole lot of people yet. Everything's <laughs> yeah. still been virtual, so Correct. that's still different. It's still kind of new, but you know we're excited. Um, I'm looking forward to playing a quote unquote regular season, and I'm. I'm very grateful for the way Frederick County Public Schools handled it and made athletics a priority. Indeed, Coach, you going back a little, give a, those who may not know Coach Curtis Belcher a little background on your playing days uh, forward to where to now as the head coach at Tuscarora. Yes, sir. I grew up in Rockville, Maryland. I played at Rockville High School. Uh, was lucky enough to then get a scholarship and play at was then Towson State University. It's now just Towson University. Uh, my career ended early with a pretty serious head injury, so I got to be a student assistant coach at that time. After that, I coached uh, junior college football at Montgomery College, and then I coached semi-pro football for three years with the Washington Chiefs, and then I coached Montgomery County football um, for 20, almost 20 years. I, I was previously on Dean Swink and Mike O'Brien's staff at Tuscarora. And then last year I became the head coach. And I've also been a head lacrosse coach in Montgomery County and now at Tuscarora since 1997. So I'm 49 years old, but I've been coaching football since I was 21 years old. So this is year 28 for me in coaching football. little experience there, Coach, indeed. Um, <laughs> without, without question. What was it about uh, Tuscarora, this area, uh, back when you got introduced and came on board at, at uh, Tuscarora High School? So my wife and I, our family moved up here when our oldest son was in first grade, and that, that was two years before the uh, new high school opened. Um, we could afford to live in the area. It was a new school. And then our sons 
my oldest son went to the high school, and to be perfectly blunt, I knew Dean Swink, I knew Mike O'Brien, and they were quality men, and I wanted my sons around them. And that's why we chose to stay in the Tuscarora District. And both my sons got quality educations from Tuscarora. And I'm very proud that my sons are alums. And to be very brutally honest with you, Steve, um, I was never going to apply for any other head coaching position in Montgomery County or Frederick County except this one. And if I don't get to keep this one, I'm not going to apply to be a head coach anywhere else. I lived here. I've raised my sons here. I work in the building, and this is where I want to retire from, and I want to make these young men better men for this community because this community did that for my sons. Outstanding, uh, Curtis. And certainly uh, I think the word commitment uh, is in your vocabulary there when it comes to with <laughs> with young men and, and this sport of football. Uh, I hope so. It's bigger than football. I'm lucky enough, like I said, to have done it a long time. And the wins and losses will come when you do things the right way. And we believe very strongly in building young men and building character and teaching leadership. And we literally, I just came from helping the junior Titans with their practice, and I'm glad to be working with them because, really, sports, the attainment of sports is not to chase a scholarship. That, that happens for a small percentage. It's to learn teamwork, commitment, to deal with adversity, to deal with loss, to be able to look at things and figure out a better and different way to do it, and sometimes to accept that you're not good enough at that skill yet. And that's what that's about. That's the last bastion of education where it's okay to fail, but you can grow from it and become better from it. And luckily I've been doing it long enough that I've seen the way we do things does help people be better men and help their community. So that's what we want to do. Excellent, Coach. And speaking of getting – we were talking earlier, two seasons in one, so to speak, uh, not yes, a lot of uh, – uh, uh, you know, time between as they normally would be, but that's okay, I'm sure. What are your expectations? What are you looking forward to seeing this coming season when we get to, quote, a normal season at the normal time? So what I'm actually looking forward to is practice. So we obviously had practice in the spring season, but we couldn't meet ahead of time. We couldn't do our leadership things ahead of time. It was literally come in, practice, and go. And if you did anything else, that had to be virtual, which we were lucky to have a season. A lot of people didn't get a season. We were very fortunate what we got. But these young men need more to bond and to build. And for us to build a team and, and, a, and a culture, we need more. So I'm looking forward to that. And, you know, in terms of what is the losses, I do not have an expectation because even though teams obviously played and will have film, will have young men that have graduated, young men coming up, it was a totally different season. So, again, scouting and prepping is going to be totally different than it's been before, and hopefully that's the last time. But I expect us to compete. I expect us to be a team that people are going to have to prepare for, and I expect us to send quite a few young men to go play at the next level based on not just their football, but more importantly, their academics. Speaking of the upcoming season, Curtis, as far as returners coming back, how does – on both sides of the ball, how is that looking for this coming year? So we've got some quality young men coming back. I'm very excited. Andrew Kramer played quarterback for us, but he may play some other positions. He's also an excellent defensive back for us. Um, he's a rising senior. He's also a young man who's already got some offers to play college lacrosse, so an excellent multi-sport athlete. Michael O'Brien, the third. Um, we also call him the supple leopard. He's an offensive <laughs> lineman. Yeah. He'll, he'll, end up, he'll end up playing collegiately. He's an outstanding student. Um, we have Ethan Gow as a wide receiver and defensive back. He's a returning senior. Um, 
We're looking for him, a good, another good outstanding student who will get to play collegiately. Marshall Ayavon is a senior linebacker, played running back for us last year. Um, he'll end up playing somewhere collegiately, another great student. Drew Tucker is a junior, but he's a returning starter. Uh, excellent student, played linebacker and running back for us. Owen Stupp, and if you've lived in Frederick County, you know the Stupp name. His dad, Greg, is in the Hall of Fame of Frederick. His uncle, Bill, yep. played his house. His cousins played, and you know Stupp name. He was a sophomore in varsity, started on both sides of the line for us last year, and as a junior, he'll do it again this year. Um, so we've, we've got some guys returning that we think are some quality young men that we'll be able to do some things with. Numbers-wise, how are they looking pretty good as well, Curtis? <laughs> our, our ninth and 10th grade numbers are exceptional. Um, to be very blunt and very honest, our junior and senior numbers are light just as they were last year. When we came into the program, those were the junior and sophomore numbers were much smaller than the other classes. And it stayed that way. And it's been really hard to try and recruit because I'm not, again, I'm not in the building. We have a large freshman class. I was able to meet with Crestwood Middle School and Bounder Creek Middle School. And we're going to have 25 plus freshmen this year. And we're going to have somewhere between 15 to, to 20 sophomores. So between those two classes, we're going to have, you know, 35, 40 kids, which is great for the future. But our, our upper class of numbers, we're going to be small. We'll have some sophomores obviously up on varsity because they can play at that level. But we won't have the depth yet that we want on varsity. But we do have some quality. I think we actually have a little more quality than we had last year. Those, those, that's definitely a, a plus for you, uh, Coach, for the future. And speaking, uh, talk a little bit about the the feeder program or the to get those young men coming uh, into the program once they enter high school. So what we're doing is the Junior Titans are our feeder program. Like I said, this week was their first week of camp, and they were gracious enough to let us come over. So what we did is our coaches and our young men, our, our current high school players, went over and coached them for the week. And what we're going to do as well is our young men, we, we have what we call three pillars of our program. The three pillars of our program are community service, academics, and leadership. So for community service and for leadership, our young men are going to go coach one night a week and hopefully the games, those young men as well. And so they'll be there one night a week at games helping those future Titans. On Monday nights, the coaches will be coming over to the high school with us, um, just doing some film work and going over some stuff so we can service them. And I'm happy to say that the Junior Titans are coming back to play their games at Tuscora High School because they haven't done that in a while. And that's where they should because it's our community to share community. So their games are back. Our young men are doing community service by helping coach. And we're going to do our best to help their coaches on Monday nights so we can just service them and support them because they're going to feed us and we just want to make it one community, not two separate programs. That's certainly the way to go about it, Curtis. You have it set up uh, the, the right way, and you spoke of that earlier. You want to do things the right way, and, and to build your programs, uh, it, you, know, you need to have those young men coming, and what a better way to do it than have you, you all and your kids involved in it, and uh, so they want to be a part of the high school program. Yes, sir. And the other thing we want to show is we want to show the families the quality of the young men that are servicing their sons, that are helping their, their children, so they can see what their young men will do once they're part of the, the whole culture. And Because, again, it's not, just, it's not about winning games. It's not about chasing scholarships. Those will come. It's about preparing them to leave us when they're 18 years old, whether it's for college, the military, a job, a trade. 
something else where they're a quality member of our community and they make their community better. That's what this is about. Indeed, and we we know, Curtis, how, how much – uh, coaching football, for example, coaching athletics overall, uh, but in your case, coaching football, how many aspects of that game teach you things about what's going to happen in your life? I believe every one because here's what it is. When you go to a job, you can have a career, you can have training. There's going to be new things you're going to have to learn. That's like learning a technique. That's like learning a new scheme. You're going to fail at that. So in football, you learn how to fail because somebody in some way is going to beat you in an individual matchup. You're going to lose a game. Something negative is going to happen. How do you bounce back from it? Not just how do you bounce back from it. How do you analyze it to understand so you don't make that mistake again? Then you have to learn communication with people. And to be honest, that's a skill based on this pandemic. A lot of people have lost. We force that. You have to learn to lead others. And you have to learn to be willing to be led by others of your peers. That's hard even for adults. So those basic things in terms of educational value, in terms of working with others, in terms of learning to turn failure into a learning opportunity, those are things that come from, from football. And, uh, you know, the one thing about it, too, is unlike other sports, I coach lacrosse and I love it, but in lacrosse, you're not going to get hit in the mouth sometimes, and it's going to hurt a lot. And it takes a lot of things. It takes a lot of intestinal fortitude to be able to grow from that and come back when you know it could happen again. And that's rare. And there's 11 people on that field at a time. And it's not always easy to work with 11 people, even in a workplace. But they have to to be successful. I think athletics is the last bastion of education where kids are allowed to fail and they can learn from it. And we need to emphasize it more. Couldn't agree with you more, Coach, at that for sure. Shift gears here a little bit. Your thoughts about this shortened season, but this new playoff format. So uh, there was the nine weeks instead of the 10 weeks and then the eight teams per region. You know, that gives somebody an opportunity to do it. So to be honest, I, I think of some teams may, it may let some teams expand or change how they think they're going to prepare. So getting to be a top four, particularly in Frederick County in the 3A West, I honestly believe the 3A West and Frederick County football overall matches up with any county in any region in the state, period, bar none, because of the athletes and become a of the, of the quality coaches you have to go against. But but going from now four to eight, maybe some coaches can then afford to play a couple extra players to work on depth a little more, to take a little more chances of giving guys some opportunities so that when you get, you have a little easier chance possibly to get in the playoffs, you can have a little more depth when you go into it. So injuries may not kill you so much if you have that because young men have gotten opportunities to play. So that's a slightly different there may be a slightly different way to approach it in terms of depth that way to give other kids opportunities because they may have more room for growth because it's not quite so tight. But, Steve, Spreader County is the SEC. There's no two ways about it. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, uh, Coach. And I, I, I've been saying this over and over again. I, You know, year in, year out with the quality of kids, as you said, and the coaching that, that we have here in this county, there's – very few sports, if any, that don't, you know, make a run and get into the state championship games and win state championships. So there's no question that Frederick County certainly should be, if not already, respected across the state of Maryland. Oh, absolutely. Now, I'll tell you what, when I first got the job, I made, I won't say which coaches, well, I'll say which coaches. I called a couple coaches and I emailed some other ones 
but I called Coach Connor at Linganore, and I coached, called Coach Polis at Walkersville, and I was lucky enough to talk to Coach Stein at a recruiting event before our first game. And those guys have all won state championships, and they produce kids at collegiate level, but they produce quality young men too. And, you know, they're not the only programs that do that. I mean, look at Middletown. Look what Coach DeLauder's done. I yep. think Brunswick last yep. year, Coach Smith did a phenomenal job. Coach Wilson was at Westminster Warriors at a band. Look what he's done. Coach Richard Catoctin, look at his lineage and what he's done. Every, I mean, I think with Coach Peary, what he's doing at Frederick, what he's turned around over there, that doesn't get talked about enough. I'm over in that building for summer school, and I see what he's doing to his young men. That needs to be talked about more. What the coach that TJ has done to turn around and get that program back, this county top to bottom, there is not a county like it. I don't care what county you're in. It's just not. I, I know I'm a little biased, but I couldn't agree with you more, uh, Curtis, on that point. Um, looking back, and, and, and to the playoff system, I, I see it as being able to give some two teams that may be two of the best in their classification in the same area not meet till later on where you want your, your better teams meeting in that title game. You only have to look back a few years, whether it's a Langenor, Damascus, Damascus, Damascus uh, I mean, Walkersville, Damascus, Walkersville, Middletown. How many times have those teams played each other in the same region and they go on to win states when they're clearly two of the best teams in, in, their, in their own uh, in the state, right? Indeed. So, I mean, I, I, I agree with you more. I could not agree with you more in the fact that doing it that way, I think also it makes sense because every region is cyclical, is cyclical even ours. We could have a down year. I doubt it, but we could. But that's the way to do it because that way you truly are trying to get the best that have achieved and have earned it to get to that point and not just, hey, we lost in the region championship. We should have gone to state, um, which has happened to many teams in this area in recent yes. years. Very true. Coach, looking back, and, and how would you evaluate what did you learn about yourself and, and and as being a first-year head coach? So, luckily, I've been a, a lacrosse head coach for a long time, but what I, what I said in my interview and I've said to everybody, listen, there are two different animals. One, you have more men to manage. And when I mean men, I mean your coaching staff. So, even if, as being a head coach, I've had coaches I've had to, to coach, there's more. And, again, I'll be very honest, lacrosse in this area is good, but it's still young. Football in this area has been good for a long time, and you have generations of men who have come back to coach year after year after year where you've had generations of high-quality football. So those, those men are now coaching their kids or they're coaching their grandkids or you know the second generation, third generation of dads are coaching their kids in, the, in a Middletown, in a Louia, in a wherever, Walkersville. They're coaching these guys. So the, the, the youth education is much higher and the quality is much better. So having to coach your coaches to get to that level, that was, that was, a, that was, that was a little different for me because it was a bigger scale. The other thing is not being in the building, quote-unquote, with your kids. Mm -hmm. that's, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't miss that more. I love the interaction with the young men. That's, that's why I do the job I do is because of the young people. I also learned, and I'll be very brutally honest, I need to simplify stuff more, not just mm -hmm. for the young men but for the coaches. Trying to outthink somebody is not is going to get you beat more than it's going to beat somebody. Mm -hmm. It's about execution, it's about performance, and it's about development and relationships. That's what it's about. That's what's going to get you through, not necessarily scheming the very best play every single time to get to where you think you need to get to. 
Very good, Coach. As, as we always do, we start to run short of time because you really get so involved with what, talking athletics, in this case, football. Last question, I, I like this to thinking back to your younger days uh, as a young man, young boy, what was it about football that got you involved? Well, I'm actually the youngest of five. I have three brothers. And I'm also the smallest. If you ever see me, Steve, I'm a big guy. I'm 300. I'm well over 300 pounds, and I'm 6'3". My brothers to this day are all bigger than me. And I don't. They're also significantly older than me too. Um, 16 years, 14 years, and eight years older than me. So I've been around it. I just saw it, and the physicality. To be honest, what drew me personally was the physicality of it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed contact. I enjoyed hitting. I enjoyed being hit. I, and I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> at all but I loved that aspect of the competition and that's what I thrived on and I really loved and then uh, I have a quick story so my parents were big on education big on reading they used to take us weekly to the bookstore and give us an, a quarter to go buy used books the first book I got before I could even read was um, the former coach of the Washington Redskins not coach Gibbs I'm losing my mind he coached the Rams before he coached the Redskins um, lose, oh Alan coach Alan. Alan yeah, yeah. That was that was the first book I got I ever got from there. My mom had to read it to me before I could read. So it's been in me since I was four years old. It's just and I don't know what it is, Steve. I honestly, I just love the physicality of it because there's nothing more base than I'm coming at you, you're coming at me. Who's bigger? Who's better? Who can get through who? Curse, I could I couldn't agree with you more about that. And, and now we've got to the end of our time unfortunately it's certainly been a pleasure getting back with you curtis i could certainly the best of luck and continued success at what you're doing at tuscarora high school i know howie putterman is glad to have you there and the tuscarora people are glad to have you you got things going in the right direction you're doing it the way it should be done and i you know i i just I'm looking forward to seeing what takes place at Tuscarora High School. Thank you for giving us some time today. Steve, thank you, and I want to thank you. You're a coach, too, so you changed a lot of lives yourself. For, so thank you for your role in education as well. My pleasure, Curtis. You've been listening to the Frederick County Weekend Sports Show here on 930 WFMD. I'm your host, Steve Nibbs, and we will see you next time.